0: Right that time hello and welcome to manic podcasting i'm your host amanda and today on manic minisode number one i'm going to be doing an album review of detour north's album it's history it's poetry and basically what these minisodes are going to be are little bonus episodes in between interviews when i maybe don't have content or i just have a lot that i want to say and i want to get out there i'm just going to throw these in there every once in a while they still count as episodes so this is number thirteen. And so, let's get started. Yo, what's up? We're Detour North. It's your boys. It's your boys. Your boys. Are you angry about some shit? <laughs> Do you hate your fucking wife? Are you angry at your ex for some unthinkable reason? And can't, you can't get out there? Can you not sleep at night for no reason at all? <laughs> listen to this shit. Say, listen to Detour North. You still won't be able to sleep at night, but at least you <laughs> might feel a little better. That clip, funnily enough, was an interview I did with them back in 2016 for a music magazine I wrote for at the time that my friend Meredith created. And um, that was a really, really fun one. And I actually heard Dead There for the first time. It's really interesting to see that version versus the version that we hear now on the album. But Detour North is a four-piece pop-punk band from Chicago, shouts out the Windy City. We have a manual on lead vocals and guitar. Kem on lead guitar, backup vocals, Danny on the drums, and Anthony on bass. So, all together, they make up Detour North, and their new album, It's History, It's Poetry, was just released in July 2018. And it had actually been a while since they had recorded any music or any albums, really. They took a year off, and 2016 didn't really release any music at all, and then came out with two singles in 2017. So prior to that, they had two other, like, EPs, I guess you could call them. And that was Poster Child for a Wasted Youth in 2015 and From Your Basement Speakers in August 2012. You can definitely feel the maturity they have in this new album. You can hear that they've grown a lot. You can really tell technically and overall that they've developed as a band. And it is a seven-track album. So in comparison to their other stuff, it's definitely a lot more developed, definitely a lot more mature, they definitely take some more risks technically, and um, genre as well. The first time I ever heard this band, I was actually reminded of This Is A Stick Up, Don't Make It A Murder, Era Hit The Lights. Not necessarily in the way that Emmanuel's voice sounds, because it's very different than Colin's, but the feel, the nostalgic, like... 2000s pop punk like that's originally what I got from them and I think that's what Detour North continued to give you in Poster Child for a Wasted Youth and still continues to give you but in a more mature and alternative way like they flipped from your 2000s pop punk to more of your uh, Midwest alternative like they like to classify themselves as so prior to this release they came out with Dead in April 2017, which I was excited about because I'd previously heard that live. And the final rendition of it, amazing, as soon as the Welcome to the Pharmacy first line hit, I knew exactly what song it was and I was very excited. So they say that dead stands for delighted, euphoric, alive and delusional. And I think that that kind of depicts the single really, really well. This is the single and also the first song on the album, which I think was, Um, A really great tactic on their part to make this single the first song on their album. Because it is the song that a lot of us are familiar with. And so having that familiarity in the beginning is, I think, a really, really great move. And this song is really jumpy and really fun and curated really well and it's got a like throughout it and i think that's just a really good rhythm to follow it's definitely a very catchy song that you can sing along to lyrically it's really powerful as well it's like dark but also in the same time supportive and so the way that they curated that i think was really really good and then they kind of contrasted it with the release of autumn bloom in november of 2017 after that and that was kind of different than anything else they've ever done previously. Because it's more of like an acoustic, it's, it's like emotional, which most of their music is emotional. But with Autumn Bloom, it was just different from their normal style. And I think that it's awesome that they were able to do that and to go out of their comfort zone and make this song. And they did it really well. They really did. I think that taking that step and being vulnerable and... Slipping into that kind of genre is hard because it's without all the excess, and it kind of like strips it down. And I think it's really great that they took that step, and it's and it, and it really paid off. I think it's a really great song, and their fans, I'm sure, would agree with me when I say that it was a really cool move for them to do, and it ended up being a really powerful song that ended up smack dab in the middle of their album, which is really, really cool as well. And so, with those singles, it kind of geared you up. I liked the contrast between both of the songs because you have a jumpy, dancey song, and then you have, like, a sing-songy, like, emotional, like, cutesy song, which I think is a really, it's a really good parallel to make. And I enjoyed the fact that they did that. And then, I don't really know if it counted as a single, but Blackmail also came out, like, very soon, very soon uh, before their album. And they came out with a music video to, a music video to that, which <laughs> I thought was really good. And shouts out to whoever did that music video. That was a really, really cool, that was a really cool one. And uh, kudos to them. And somebody actually got a tattoo based off of that music video. So double kudos to whoever made that and did the artwork in it. Because the artwork was what the girl got tattooed. I don't know if Emmanuel did it, because I know Emmanuel is super good at art. But anyways, Blackmail came out. So it kind of solidified the feel that you were going to get from the album. And it really showed, it kind of was a very good summation of what the album was going to be like and listening to the album, I think that stands true as well, that blackmail is a really good indication of how the whole album as a whole, it was a really, really good preview, it was like a nice table of contents, really, (laughs) and um, so I already talked a little bit about Dead, and blackmail, we're going to talk more about that one here, because it's up there with one of my, I would say it's my third favorite, just because it's also like, kind of dancey and punchy like dead is but it's also savage as fuck but so the last lines of these songs are if you're the death of me then i died at 16 and mood honestly <laughs> like retweet because i think we all have that person in our lives that fucked us over that You know, we really, really tried to pour our hearts into, but ultimately let us down. And that made us think differently about love for the rest of our lives. And I think this is kind of what they're trying to say with this track. Hey, I fell in love at a very young age. You kind of fucked up this idea for love for me. And so now you're going to fucking pay. (laughs) Like, and revenge is the only thing that's sweeter than you. Like, fucking savage like and i love it it's really angry and it's such a good it's such a good like breakup song and it's just a really good like song to scream in your car which i like to do especially the last two lines (laughs) and i hope you're bulletproof because i'm taking shots at you oh i love that shit that's so funny (laughs) like like lyrically this album is is personally for me my favorite out of anything else that they've ever done you have Blackmail, and then directly after that, we have July. My favorite is tied between July and It's History, It's Poetry, but I really, really like July. Um, <laughs> just, for the, just for the very, honestly, the very first verse. Like, there's a thousand different ways to live, but not a single motherfucking reason to exist. That's the American dream, that's the American disease. So basically, it's like a fuck you. The song is like a fuck you to the school system and to the education system and to colleges being a scam. And I think that's fucking awesome because you don't hear songs like that often. You hear a lot of fuck you America songs, but you don't really hear a fuck you college songs. And I think that's really cool because can relate. Oh, and then you have that one part. I awake? It's 3 a.m.? Okay, so this song, Um, sorry, I just had to like think about the curation of the song for a second. But with this one, it, seems, it feels, to me, very, very hip-hoppy. Like, towards the end, when they do... Um, it's 3 a.m., these kids are, are still dancing to shit EDM. I don't fit in here. I shouldn't have come here. And then, I hope my mother forgives me. I just broke down in a fucking bathroom at Wendy's and frantically t- called her and told her I'm sorry. I guess this semester just got the best of me. And this is a really good song, because I was like, when this came out, I had just graduated from college and I was like where the fuck was this when I was in college (laughs) because mood like it definitely um depicts how you know the college education system literally chokes the life out of you like literally and um, I just think that part about him breaking down in the bathroom at Wendy's and calling his mom is just really powerful because I've been there too like I've taken a test and not even remembered taking it and knowing that I've walked out there and like knowing that I possibly failed it and having to, like, break down on the phone to somebody about it because it's, like, your livelihood, and I think that this song depicts that really well, and this is why this is one of my favorite songs, especially because I Feel Most Alive in June or July really is honestly the God-honest truth because I feel that in my bones, like, the moment of clarity that you have and the moment of sanity that you have before you have to go back to school is just beautiful. I think this song is really powerful. It's one of my favorites for sure, especially because you have a, you have a very like mild hip-hop influence throughout it. And um, I know that Detour North, most of them really enjoy 90s hip-hop, and you can definitely hear that throughout their music. And I think that's why I dig it so much, because I'm a huge hip-hop head. And so you can hear the influences in this song specifically. And when you listen to it and the way that it's curated, you'll know exactly what I mean for sure. So then the next song, we have the um, Autumn Bloom, which is splat in the middle of the album, which personally for me, this one is my least favorite on the album only because I feel like it does not fit. There's also a music video to this album too. I forgot to mention that earlier. But I feel like thematically they did a really good job with this album except this song just feels out of place specifically for me but because of that I appreciate I appreciate the fact that they put it in the middle because it feels right like it feels like it clicks there because you have three songs before it three songs after it autumn bloom in the middle and this one I think because it was a little bit different for them is probably why I don't like it as much with the album Dead, you have the reoccurring theme of dying and, and dead throughout, which I probably should have mentioned. I don't know why it took me until track three to mention that. But um, throughout every, every lyric that they have, the overarching theme is dead. This put a different spin on dead. Like, but I'm dying to lie next to you, you know? It's like a lovey song, but it's not a lovey song. So it's like basically kind of saying that you kind of fucked me up in the process as well. And it's just one of those, like, lovey-dovey but complicated songs. I like the idea of it, and lyrically I like it, but I think because it doesn't feel very detour-northy to me is probably why I feel like it doesn't fit on the album. As a single or as, like, a song separate from the album, I love it. Like, I think it's a great song. I just feel like within the album, it just feels a little bit out of place. If that makes sense. But that's just to me personally. Everybody has their own opinions. And somebody could literally comment and give me like a million reasons why, a million reasons, (laughs) I didn't mean to do that, but a million reasons why it belongs there and why it serves its purpose. And they, they're probably fucking right, you know? So after Autumn Bloom, we have probably, it's between July and this one, probably my favorite fucking song on the album because of the first two lyrics I say that with every I feel like I've said this like a million times like because of the first two lyrics but lyrically this whole album is just it's super great and so I'm a nerd for lyrics too like I'm an English minor and so how can I not be you know Um, (laughs) but it's like a midlife crisis has it in for me I guess all this means is I'll be dead by 40 which you guys heard that in the opening of the podcast um I think that's very true, because I always say that right now I'm in the middle of my mid midlife crisis, <laughs> and for me, just dealing with all the stuff I had dealt with my whole life, I never thought I would even make it past eighteen. so um, I think the idea of dying at a young age has always been prevalent in my life, so that's kind of why i I connect to the song too. and um it's also the title of the album, which is great and um. I keep saying the same adjectives, like, <laughs> you'd think I'd come up with new ones, but no. But, yeah, and with this one, <laughs> it's funny because I I've re- I I've probably resonate with this one the most out of all of them, like, this one in July I resonate the most, because there's a line in there that says, failure seems to scare me more than death, but hey, I think I've got at least a thousand, or er, a solid 50 bucks to my name, so clearly I'm okay, and... I think with that's a huge thing in my life. Like, financial security is a huge thing for me. Like, I don't care if anything happens as long as I got money in my bank. <laughs> so, like, I just think I relate to this song a lot. is why I like it so much. But also, I like the up and the down of it all. Like, it feels like you're listening to an existential crisis in a song. Like, it feels like you're listening to a midlife crisis happen before your ears. And when you listen to it, you will know exactly what I mean. So, you have to go listen to it. That's the only way you'll understand what I'm talking about. And so after it's history it's poetry we have you look like hell which is also very close to um for me it sounds close to um autumn bloom like because it's a little bit of a slower song and it's super like there's so many like savage lines in in this album that i literally fucking love it and the reoccurring theme of death obviously like but instead you're the death of me i just wish you were dead to me and and there's there's just this theme of like being invalidated at every corner by somebody like because i'm not enough whatever i do i changed my favorite color for you i should have been green but for years i've been blue because you always made the whole spectrum about you but then you have the closing song which is you're saying i'm a non-believer and this one I I love this one too I love them all I love all the songs I can't pick a favorite they're all dope (laughs) no but I like this one too um just because the I would say the structure of the song I'm not going to talk to the lyrics again because I talk about lyrics way too much but I like the structure of this song because it's a little bit more um all over the place than their other ones in a great way not in like a not in like a disorganized way but in a way that it's got a lot of depth a lot of contrast between stanzas and between verses and that's really powerful and I think it kind of gives a very good summation of this album it's like it wraps up all the previous points that were made and all the other songs and kind of puts a nice little cherry on the on top right so it's like you have dead which is the prologue and then this which is the epilogue And you're like, yo, this was my novel and these are the things I have to say about it. I think that the placement of all of these songs in the order that they were placed was really good. I think they did a great job doing that. And it's... You can tell it was very on purpose. You can tell that they put a lot of hard work into making these songs happen the way that they did. And if they didn't, they did a good job at convincing me that they did because I am I'm in full belief that that's what they did. And it's cool to me that on the last song, also that they had this recurring theme of God throughout the song, which kind of coincides with their whole overarching theme of dead. And then you have the avoid us too kind of closure that you get as it kind of fades into the background I think that's a nice little touch and that did in a way kind of close the book of dead (laughs) with that song and so that is it's history it's poetry a track by track analysis I think overall this was a very refreshing album for me I was very very worried that this was going to turn into something so different than what they had done in the past, like, they were going to do, like, completely different shit, like, it was all going to be more, because with artists nowadays, you see them changing so much, like, Microwave did something completely different with their new album, so did Turnover, so did Hundredth, like, you see all these really weird changes going on in the music right now, which I'm not trying to hate, but, like, I like Consistency, and Consistency is such a powerful thing for me and so the fact that they were able to develop mature and also stay consistent and stay true to their sound is phenomenal it's really it's really rare to find a band that is able to do that so with that being said go stream its history its poetry on whatever platform you like to stream music They can also be found at detournorth.bandcamp.com for all their merch and their downloads and all that kind of stuff. They are prevalent on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter if you want to go follow them. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Insert clip of Shia LaBeouf saying, just do it. And thanks for listening, guys.